Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yo, what's up, man? Is this thing on? <laughs> We're the Queued Up Podcast on Podcast, your weekly source for podcast news, tips, and tricks. From production to promotion and everything in between. I'm John Luckenball. And I'm Matthew Stevens. Two podcast experts ready to help you every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Queued Up Podcast on podcasting. As always, I am Matthew Stevens and I am joined by my lovely co-host, John Luckenball, the owner of Queued Up Audio. John, how you doing today? Matt, um, I've been better. <laughs> I've been better. My back is out. I'm doing this laying down, staring at the ceiling. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do I still sound okay? <laughs> you still sound great, John. You still, As always, you sound great. Matt, I'm super excited for this episode. I'm a stat guy, man. Since I was a little kid, I was all about stats, except for my college course, which I failed. Because that's <laughs> that stat course is terrible. But I love stats. We joke around that I'm the spreadsheet guy in this company over here. So I'm 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 with you, man. I love spreadsheets. I love stats. I love love tables and and formulas and figuring all that stuff out and getting the nitty gritty and then really even more importantly, looking at the various stats and then kind of uh, comparing them against each other truly to really find out where the story, where the meat is at in something that might seem so innocuous normally. So I'm with you, John. And we got a stat-heavy episode today. So if you're a stat fiend like we are, you're going to love this episode. Uh, This is our stat episode. I guess uh, what we're, we're entering the third quarter now. And with that, we have a half a year's worth of data in order to track on and, and figure out how successful is podcasting still. Uh, and something we talked about before this episode and in previous episodes certainly is the pandemic. 2020 was an odd year for podcasting. Is it going to continue into 2021 once restrictions start to kind of die off and, and we start seeing things return to a quote unquote normal? Are we going to see podcasting falter along with it? Was it simply a pandemic thing? Without giving too much away onto this episode, the answer is no, no, it's not. It is totally here to stay, and it's growing uh, just as well as it ever has. So we're going to talk about Apple Podcast subscriptions. We're going to be talking about podcast advertising, Spotify's earnings, podcast numbers as a whole. But John, first, let's start off with Edison Research's share of the ear study. It is a look at the share of time spent listening to audio, uh, breaking it down in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, so this goes into more than just podcasts here, Matt. So AM, FM radio, streaming, YouTube, podcasts, audiobooks, even TV music, which we've discussed. That's more of your music channels on your TV, which I don't know who listens to them. But <laughs> the study here shows that still the, the majority of people listen to audio are still going to the AM, FM radio at 39%. But what do you think about? online versus other audio. Again, this is one of those things where, you know, I I noted that digging into the stats a little bit more is important. So yeah, if you look at this, you know, 39% for AM FM radio, the next highest number is 18% for streaming. However, that doesn't really tell the whole story. Streaming is also separated from YouTube, which I would consider streaming music, to be honest with you. So those two things, when they they combine, are 29% of streaming. Uh, when you look at online versus your AM, FM radio and, and your kind of more sh- traditional uh, style. So AM, FM radio, owned music, and then they have 1% for others. So 
we're going to mock that in there, and then 4% for, for TV music, that gives you 54%. Now, the other side is online, which I'm going to count as streaming. I'm going to count YouTube. I'm going to count Sirius XM, which might be a, a, a hot take there. I'm going to count podcasts. I'm going to count audiobooks. That's 46%. So in reality, the stats that you see initially on this report look like it's a lot of people are still hardcore into the AM FM radio, hardcore into the old way of doing things. That's not necessarily true. It's about 50-50 in terms of online media versus your more traditional media, 46 to 54 more specifically. Uh, so not as far off as what maybe this looks initially, John. One of the other things, Matt, is that we know that the listening experience is changing in the in the car as we as we travel. So a lot of cars now for their head unit are streaming music capable and you can hook up your phone into your car now and you can listen to podcasts. So I I mean, you would think that forty six to fifty four percent is gonna flip flop here probably sooner than later. Absolutely. I mean we, we saw it throughout the pandemic obviously and, and that's always a tough one because people weren't in the car as often. I don't know about you, but I haven't turned on an AM FM radio in my house in more than a handful of years. So we're we're kind of maybe seeing that return a little bit back to norm as people are going back out to work and maybe they're listening to the radio like they weren't necessarily during the pandemic. But you're right, John. I mean, myself, every time I get in the car and I've got a new car that has both like Apple Play and the Android Auto, uh, I always plug into there. And on the other car that I have, which is not a smart car by any stretch of the imagination, it still has the squeak a squeak a squeak. I got to roll up the windows and roll down the windows. Even that, I plug in an FM uh, transmitter in order to be able to still do the same exact thing because there's no way I'm listening to the radio anymore. It is after so many years of listening to what I want, when I want it, whether it be playlists that I create, whether it be podcasts that I want to listen to, uh, an audio book or anything like that. I, I want to be able to listen to that on the road as well and, and not listen to 15 minutes of commercials, 15 minutes of Nickelback, and then another five more minutes of commercials again as they talk about how they're on their nonstop radio block, which is always annoying to me. But yeah, so I, I, I'm with you, John. I, I think I think online we're going to start seeing that rise more and more and more. And certainly, as you pointed out, car being a, a big part of that as we start maybe seeing mobile phone companies include more unlimited data or increase their data caps and a lot of those things, I think we'll see a lot of that um, that anxiety about going over your data limit decrease and more and more generations, older generations, maybe start to pick it up and go, you know what, I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to when I want to listen to it. I'm going to listen to that podcast. I'm going to listen to that audiobook. I'm going to listen to that old music that I want to listen to that I can't find anywhere else as easily. I think we are going to start seeing that uh, switch over, and then certainly younger generations are quick to pick up that type of stuff. We're starting to see that now with listening starting to return to pre-pandemic numbers. So at-home listening went from 49% to 70% during the pandemic and is now down to 60% post-pandemic. Quite literally split the gap. I mean, if you're looking at 49% before pandemic, people were listening uh, at home. It jumped up, obviously, to 70 during the pandemic. Makes sense. Most of us were home. And then right now, as we start to restrictions start to uh, reduce or are gone completely, it's now right in the middle, 60%. I mean, you can't get any more than that. It'll be interesting to see 
third quarter, fourth quarter, does that number continue to slide back down to pre-pandemic times? Will we ever get back to that 49% home listening? Or is it going to really stay right around 60%? And that's kind of what my expectation is, is once people got a taste of what it's like to listen at home, to have it maybe on their smart speakers, especially around my house, I've got smart speakers in most rooms. I put it on the everywhere group. I can listen to a podcast as I'm running around cleaning, going from room to room, doing laundry, whatever I want to do. Again, I I imagine there's a lot of people like me that aren't going to go back to uh, listening only in their cars or listening only at work. I think we're going to start seeing this medium, podcasting especially, really start to take over people's night lives. I mean, I know we're working on a show right now that is super, super interesting. And I think instead of watching The Biggest Loser or whatever other reality show you're going to watch, why not listen to what we're producing? It's a really cool show. It's something you can kind of, you can get yourself into, but you're not necessarily tied down to just sitting on the couch uh, like you are with traditional television anymore. So. Again, I wonder, are those numbers ever going to go back to pre-pandemic? My guess is no. I know, hot button take. But I I have a strange feeling we're not going to see it dip down further than 60%, much further than 60%, which is where it's at right now. And for those people at home that are are doing their own podcasts, that's awesome. That's exactly what you want to hear. People are listening at home. And speaking of that, so the total podcasts then, Matt, there have been 513,000 podcasts started this year in 2021. And that far exceeds what we've seen in 2019 pre-pandemic. We only had 335,000 total. So where does that fall compared to 2020's podcast total? Well, in 2020, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, and we'll mention probably throughout all of these numbers, is 2020 maybe a bit of an outlier. And that was where the big question was going to be. A little more than a million new shows were started in 2020. But Obviously, the pandemic giving people more time, giving people more ability to branch out, be a little bit more creative, to create their own podcast. Certainly, podcasting is easy enough to get into, as we've discussed before. So a little over a million in 2020. Now, granted, as we did the numbers, if we continue at this pace for this year, John, we are going to finish 2021 with right around 890,000 new podcasts. So a little below what 2020 is, but far exceeding any number we've seen previously. Again, 2019 was uh, almost an outlier by itself with 335,000 podcasts. 2018 was right around the 200,000 mark. So much like we were talking about in that last uh, uh, slide in terms of the back down in the home listening, I don't think we're ever going to return back to this. I think we have set a new bar for things, and this is just where podcasting is going to be. We're going to have right around a, a million new shows launch every single year from here on out. I truly believe that. It would shock me if we went down in 2022 and 2023. That's crazy, man. A million new shows every year. We're, we're seeing a lot of brands. We're seeing a lot of uh, production companies. We're seeing a lot of independents get into podcasting to have their voice be heard. The cream is going to rise to the crop, which is usually the case. Uh, so out of those million shows, we're, we're probably going to get a handful of really good ones and we're probably going to get more than a few really bad ones, but it shows that podcasting is continuing to grow, which John, as we look at the podcast hosts, we've had uh, a number of, of guests on this podcast over the, the last what year and a half, two years that have been associated with hosting companies. We just had Mark Asquith not that long ago. Uh, But Anchor is the top-ranked host as of right now with an industry-leading 
1.4 million shows, which is 56% of the market share. So congratulations, Anchor, on that one. That's impressive, especially when you know that the next one on the list is just 5% of the market share. So again, good job, Anchor, which was bought out by Spotify. So I guess good job, Spotify. Uh, Good job, Spotify. Yeah. The name for the next hosting on the list is SoundCloud. It's surprising and it's not surprising at the same time, John. I mean, if you think about it, SoundCloud is technically speaking free. Yeah. Uh, it is the easiest way to get your audio up there. Now, granted, this might be why some of the reasons uh, uh, podcast pod fade is it's really difficult to then distribute off of that unless you're going to grab your RSS feed and then manually upload all that stuff. I don't believe SoundCloud has an automatic way in like a lot of these like Anchor and a lot of these other hosting companies do. So maybe it's simply discoverability is a difficult thing there uh, when you're on SoundCloud and you're one of a, a billion different files on there and you don't have it in apple and google and all the other uh podcast apps out there quite as easily there's a larger barrier to entry but certainly a lot cheaper a lot easier to to put a put your podcast online initially that's a that's a really great point matt with soundcloud being free so is anchor so you can say the top 61 percent of the market is with free podcast hosting (laughs) is anchor the best place to post your podcast hmm (laughs) Depends on what your needs are. Depends on exactly what you're doing. Uh, we won't, well, that's a slander a- anchor or anything like that. We won't say anything negative about anchor. But uh, as we had Mark Asquith on the show, he made a really good point, which is there's a lot of features that you're going to get in a paid subscription. And yeah. if you're not paying for something, it's because you're the commodity, you're the thing that they're selling. So keep an eye on anything that does things for free, any app that is free. Chances are uh, there's something up with it. And they're going to try to upsell you on something or they're selling some data, more importantly, is is the reality there. So, again, good on Anchor for having 56% of the market share. Makes sense. They're free. But if you're looking to maybe get serious in this, eh, just look around is what I'll say. Uh, you look could probably do better. They do have, what, the, the most uh, pod-faded shows of any hosting platform also, so... Certainly. It's it's like uh, for my football fans out there, it's like it's like Favre when he had the uh, touchdown interception and the or the touchdown record and the interception record. It's like, well, of course, <laughs> it makes sense. Chances are you're going to lead in both those categories, the good and the bad, if you have that much. Yeah. So it seems like a, a, a good place for people that are testing out if they want to do podcasting would be the place to go. But if you want to continue podcasting and really get into it maybe there's other hosting options that would be a better fit for you absolutely one of the things i always kind of say with this is there are a lot of services out there that make things easier that do different things you always have to judge what your needs are what things that you can do things you can't do things you want to put the time into things you don't want to put the time into as independent podcasters out there it's all about sweat equity I will say that time and time and time again. Even if you hire a company like Queued Up, we're just doing the sweat equity for you, really. I mean, granted, with our expertise, so we know where we can cut corners in certain things. We know uh, the things that we should attack, things that we shouldn't attack. So we have a little bit more information in that regard. But at the end of the day, it's all sweat equity. And if you want to have a successful podcast, you need to do a bunch of different things. A company like Anchor, a hosting platform like Anchor, maybe doesn't give you all the bells and whistles, but it's free. That just means that if you want to have a successful podcast on Anchor, you might need to do a little bit of extra work that other apps or other hosting providers eh, kind of take care of for you 
as part of the the amount of money that you pay them every month for the hosting. So again, keep that in mind whenever you look at hosting platforms out there uh, and your specific podcasts. Sweat equity, just what do you want to do? What do you not want to do? Speaking of sweat equity and speaking of, of total podcast numbers, BBC Sounds out there putting out work. They had a weekly audience of 3.7 million users between April and June and a peak of 3.9 million users during the week of the Line of Duty finale. So one of their big podcasts over there. John, total all, 335 million plays of all audio. For our podcast friends out there, more specifically, 146 million plays for on-demand radio and podcasts. And then total all, 257 million podcast downloads between April and June. So not bad for the BBC sounds out there. Uh, fits right into our total podcast numbers. So maybe some new podcasts coming out there, but big growth, big numbers. Uh, I think everyone would love 257 million podcast downloads over a handful of months. Sounds like the way to go. That's over 85 million a month. Again, not, <laughs> not terrible. Not terrible. Now, keep in mind, BBC Sound certainly has a lot of shows, and we've talked about that in the past as well. When you look at something uh, that might have total podcast downloads, but they've got a million shows, it's not nearly as impressive. But still, 257 million downloads over a handful of months. John, you said right around, what, the 80,000 mark or 80 million mark. Yeah, th- let, let me not down shift what uh, BBC Sounds is doing out here. Speaking of the growth of podcasting, John, I got a bit of a beef to throw out here with the investment company Bernstein. Put on those boxing gloves, Matt. (laughs) We're getting the ring. So Bernstein, in a recent report, cited the slowing market in podcasting, questioned the growth of it as it related to more specifically Spotify's investment in podcasting and bernstein is not alone in wondering these things however in their report they cited PodTrack's figures as their explanation for why there is a decrease and granted i'll give them this PodTrack does have i believe it's a 16 and a half percent decrease in downloads however this is the trouble with investment companies not doing their due diligence not doing their homework PodTrack doesn't calculate spotify or youtube and then with Apple Podcasts having a, a pretty big bug recently, which we saw with a lot of our clients, download numbers were down with Apple and there was no reason for it. So we're seeing that reported a lot of other places as well. That's significant. I mean, you're, you're cutting out a pretty large chunk of the, the market share, Spotify holding a 22% market share compared to Apple's 23% market share as of Q1 of 2021. So you're cutting out roughly a quarter of your downloads, your potential downloads right there in order to say that podcast is slowing down. It doesn't hold water, clearly. But Apple just recently released that they they fixed that issue now. That bug that has been messing with the download numbers is supposedly been been fixed. We'll see. Yes, supposedly been fixed. Uh, again, not to disparage Apple by any means, but this is like one of the hundred bugs they have going on right now that is seeing them actually lose market share pretty significantly pretty fast at least if you if you look around online people are dropping apple podcasts left right and center and moving in a lot of cases to spotify uh or one of the other free podcast apps that are out there because of the difficulties their app is having right now so again 
Bernstein, you, you got to listen to our show, guys. You, you got to listen to what we're talking about here. You cited some figures. I appreciate it. Again, you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't do your homework by knowing that 22% of the market share, you never once calculated into it. And that's before we even get into YouTube or Apple's bug, which again, will make those numbers look even worse than they really are. So podcasting, as we saw in a number of other ways here, growing, Bernstein just looked at the wrong numbers, which happens. But unfortunately, Spotify, I bet, is pretty pissed off because that they took a giant hit to their stock recently based on that report. So we'll see how it all kind of pans out long term. But uh, shame, Bernstein. But what we're seeing, though, from Spotify's earnings from their second quarter of 2021 are that their users are going to their premium tier. So Spotify saw a 3% bump from last quarter and total monthly active users, a 4% bump in premium subscribers, which has 20% since the second quarter of 2020 and 1% increase in ad supported or 24% since quarter two of 2020. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. Again, if you're Spotify, that's fantastic. We have more users and we have a significant growth in subscription users. As a subscription user of Spotify myself, it totally makes sense. But at the same time, then you're also getting that giant, uh, a giant bit of advertising money that's coming through there. And John, as we look at the financials, the ad supported 28% jump from quarter to quarter, from from Q1 to Q2. From last year, 110% increase. So again, Bernstein, don't know what you're talking about. Clearly, Spotify is raking in money right now. They are having significant growth across the board, all over the place, uh, both quarterly and year over year from last year. And as we talked about at the very top of the show, podcasting was big in 2020. Streaming music was big in 2020. To continue to have growth there is very, very impressive, both in market share, uh, your your sheer numbers, and your financials. Very, very good. So even their their users and subscribers are growing. So currently, they have 365 million active users and 165 million subscribers. That's some pretty large numbers, man. Again, we've talked about it so many times before, and and this is a a great way of pointing it out, but Spotify is very quickly grabbing up a lot of the market share in streaming music as a whole, and then certainly with podcasting. And and as we've talked about in previous episodes, they're buying up podcasts left, right, and center. Again, it'll be very, very interesting. They are clearly investing a lot of money into podcasts specifically, at the very least, according to their, their user and financial metrics, they are seeing growth there. Uh, which again, hats off to Spotify for doing what they do. It'll be interesting to see how they maybe change the podcast landscape over the next few years. But uh, they're seeing growth. A little over $2 billion in premium subscription financials. Ad support, it comes out to $275 million, uh, according to their Q2 earnings in 2021. So as we saw with Spotify... Their ad supported revenue is increased. It went from $216 million in Q1 to $275 million in Q2. Again, 110% increase year over year and a 28% increase quarter over quarter. And John, that lines up with what Podsite noticed. Podsite's latest quarterly analysis points to podcast advertising being a great investment for brands. We've covered this on our past couple episodes about with the 
branding numbers that we put out. So on average, listeners are nearly twice as likely to buy after hearing a podcast ad. You know, 80% of people that, that listen to the podcast end up going through and, and engaging with that brand, whether that's through through buying a service or becoming a subscriber. The highest on this list is actually the beverage industry, which has a lift of 185%. That's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, keep in mind that 100% is double. So 185% is nearly triple their investment. So that's that's not bad at all. <laughs> so if you're beverage industry, you need to be advertising podcasts. If you're in the craft beer industry, <laughs> queued up is looking for a great advertiser. Why don't you hit us up? Yeah, absolutely. Flying Dog, uh, we will we'll, we'll take that sponsorship whenever you want, guys. The uh, Imperial Gonzo Porter. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I've been digging their sours lately, by the way. So without turning this into a beer podcast, beverage industry, flying dog, hit us up. We'll work off a of beer. Yes. No problem. The podcasts are going to get sloppier and sloppier. <laughs> each one the pod site's benchmark report is based on a rolling average about 12 months of data, including 4.5 billion ad impressions <laughs> and 2.8 thousand campaigns for 700 brands that spent an estimated 154 million dollars combined on podcasting and john brands received an average of 2.23 dollars on return for every one dollar they spent on their podcast advertising investment that's a conversion that any brand would love any brand that's quite a large sample too to take from four and a half billion ad impressions going back to the chart here for the average purchase lift by industry matt there's some crazy numbers in here. So two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven industries are above a hundred percent. You got your beverage, your arts, entertainment, media, pharma, gambling, beauty, CPG, and health and wellness, with B2B actually coming in close at ninety-eight percent. What's CPG? CPG is your consumer packaged goods. So things like your food, beverages, clothes, tobacco, household products. Um, so, you know, Clorox, again, we're getting ready to have restrictions come back up. I need Clorox and Flying Dog as as sponsors of this podcast immediately, John. Perfect. Now, down at the very bottom is professional services at 20%. So you still get some lift by that, but maybe the Kudo podcast on podcasting, advertising on another podcast might not be in our best interest, but it shows a lot of industries being able to be lifted by advertising on a podcast. Absolutely. And again, these are the metrics from a marketing perspective that any marketing officer wants to see. They want to see what is the lift going to be and that there's going to be a lift. It's easy to go ahead and invest money when you know that there's going to be a return on average. And again, as we noted, $2.23 return for every $1. That is absolutely worth investing in. And and John, we're seeing it with large brands beginning to invest more and more and more into podcast advertising. I mean, again, over the last few months, I've heard uh, car manufacturers, I've heard subscription boxes, I've heard alcohol and and other beverages. I've heard I've heard a lot of major big brands, the ones that you would expect to see on television, on billboards, on that type of stuff really start to put more and more time and effort and money into podcast advertising. And clearly, again, if you're a brand, these major brands know something that a lot of other ones don't and that there's a massive return. So not only do podcast ads lift industries, but 
the conversion rate for podcasting was actually 0.062% during the second quarter. That's stayed the same over the last year. It hasn't really fluctuated with the pandemic. Well, something to note with the 0.062% average purchase conversion rate, that seems like a low number. Uh, in all fairness, whenever you're talking about you know a tenth or a hundredth of a percent, it seems like a, a, a very little. However, when you look at what it stacks up against, Q4 of 2020, so your time when you're going to be buying presents, it's holiday time, 0.064. So it's Q2 just under holiday spending in terms of your, your average purchase conversion rate. So Again, it seems like it's not a lot for those marketing folks out there. I'm sure they're they're drooling a little bit right now. People are spending as though it's Christmas time. So they're spending just as much and the podcast advertising is lifting all the industry. But what about your average visitor conversion rate? How's that stack up per industry, Matt? Well, John, it's at 1.58%. And again, maybe seems like a low number when you're talking about percentages. But those are the average visitor conversion rates. Now, keep in mind, that's higher than Google, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. And that's all despite the fact that if we were to say, go to flyingdog.com, well, you got to type in, in, you got to open up your browser, type in flying dog, and then hit that button. Or more importantly, when when going through things, then putting in like a, a code of, you know, put in queued up at checkout for whatever. We're getting conversions off of podcasts, which is a big thing, and, and far more than you're seeing on a lot of other advertising mediums that are massive. I mean, again, Google and Facebook, that's huge billions of dollars. So what you're saying is podcast advertising is really the way to go, even though I've heard you say before that we're trying to get people to click as few times as possible. So we don't want to lead someone to one page, to lead them to another page, to lead them to another page, to finally convert podcasting kind of goes above that and shows that people are willing to do the extra manual legwork in and putting in the address to find what they heard to, to actually purchase and convert. So the average visitor conversion rate by industry. So your highest one is actually restaurants, three and a half percent. That's, that's <laughs> to get a restaurant here. You would type it into your browser, go to that restaurant's website 3.5% of the time which is, again, significantly higher than what you're seeing on Google and Facebook, two areas that, especially small businesses, are investing billions upon billions upon billions in advertising dollars for. We were talking about it with the higher-up brands, John, your beverage industries, your, your those types of large conglomerates. Well, now, again, if you're a small business, there's clearly value in doing that. And, John, we've talked about this since the podcast started, actually. There is something about a host doing a red ad, or even if it's dynamically inserted ad, to where if we're advertising something, you trust us. You trust us to put our names behind it, and that comes with a little bit of extra value. That comes with uh, 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 our support. And with our support, if people are following us, and that's the great thing about podcasting is it's a very almost one-on-one relationship because of the way that it is. When I tell you to go visit something and you trust me enough, then you're going to go visit that thing. So again, small businesses, maybe start thinking about your podcasts out there and what you might want to do. Get in on that jump now before podcast advertising goes through the roof in pricing. That's right, man. Just to compare on the, the lift by industry versus the 
conversion rate by industry. So we said the professional services was at the bottom at 20% lift by industry. So professional services might not be as successful advertising through podcasting. The professional services conversion rate is actually just below the average conversion rate at 0.9%. So if we would advertise our professional services through a podcast, you're still going to see a good conversion rate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, about 1% conversion rate is actually pretty decent on on a lot of things, um, especially when doing advertising in, in, in large swaths like that, and especially for a professional service that might have a larger buy-in. Uh, certainly a professional service typically going to be more expensive, typically going to be a very niche industry as well, usually, whether that be your accountant or your lawyers or your roofers, that type of thing. There's usually a larger investment, which means more time that needs to be spent doing research, more more of that type of stuff. So at nearly 1% for your average visitor conversion rate for professional services, it means that you are getting people onto your site. You're getting them to think about you when they want to make a decision on their new roof or their plumbing, or again, they need a lawyer. You're in the conversation all of a sudden if you're on podcasts. Uh, again, roughly about 1% of the time, which is pretty awesome. So uh, not bad at all, even though there is not maybe as, as much of a average purchase lift as there is a checking out your website and doing some more research lift. Matt, do you know what the click-through rates are for Google and Facebook? John, the average click-through rate on Facebook is 0.89%. So again, if we look at our average visitor conversion rate, that would put it at fourth from the lowest in industry. And that's its average. Keep in mind that by nature of averages, roughly about half of them are going to be significantly worse. Roughly half are going to be a little bit better. So 1.58 average conversion rate, average click-through rate for your podcasts, 0.89% average for Facebook. And again, people are investing billions of dollars in Facebook ads right now. Now for Google, for display ads, they are 0.46% on average for AdWords. So that would be dead last as far as what they're showing for industry reports here. Absolutely. <laughs> so coming behind Facebook would be the beauty industry at 0.8, CPG at 0.8, which isn't too far behind, and then pharma at 0.5. And all three of those would actually be above. Yeah, the display AdWord number from Google. So again, small businesses that are out there start looking at podcasts. It might not have quite the same reach that a Google or a Facebook does, but it has often proven to be far cheaper per rate, and you get a better return on your investment for when going ahead and doing it. Again, $2.23 return for every $1 and a 1.58% average visitor conversion rate. Both of those are out outstanding numbers, John. Outstanding. Well, John, monetization. Obviously, ad revenue. Huge. Subscriptions aren't too bad either, though. According to Pod News's data sample, there are 163 channels, which is about 31% of what they've got, are now paid subscriptions, including a total of just a little over 1,000 shows. Now, of course, that's going to grow over time. Uh, as Apple continues to roll it out, as more people start to recognize it, and, and a lot of those things happen, and certainly as Apple Podcast app begins to behave a little bit better, maybe we'll start seeing some of that stuff. But that's not too bad, John. 
these are great numbers, man. That combined with the Spotify numbers that we mentioned earlier in the show definitely shows a trend in podcasting to subscription-based shows. Absolutely. And, and some of the lists that we have here, Pod News uh, did a great job of compiling that list. We've got ABC News uh, is now a part of that. We've got Airwave Media. We have Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Insider. Even Audio Up is on here. And we covered them last week where them and iHeart are teaming up for the Stephen King podcast coming up. Absolutely. And you've got Barstool Sports. You've got Billboard. Uh, you've got Bloomberg. You've got, I mean, there are, there are a lot of major brands here that are obviously turning their podcasts into subscription models. Now, Apple recently announced the ability to make your show a premium subscription. Uh, they have things where you could make it completely locked off where you have to pay in order to get to it. They have ad-free subscriptions. And then I think there's also another one where it's like the the extra content. So kind of much like Patreon does or allows you to do where, hey, we've got this extra stuff that we cut out of this episode or the post show, that type of stuff that you can't get access to anywhere else unless you pay a subscription fee. And I know a lot of podcast uh, networks are diving more into that type of a model uh, as people just are ravenous for more information about a specific show. Uh, Netflix, as we talked about in in recent episodes, is starting up their own thing in order to help promote their own shows. Granted, I don't believe they are on this list as a paid subscription uh, through Apple Podcasts. However, it does show that there are a lot of ways that you can go ahead and turn on Apple's uh, subscription model in order to uh, monetize your podcast through that way. However, I do want to temper that down just a little bit by saying Apple's also had more than a handful of issues, as we've talked about with their podcast app, with their subscription models. I know that they were having some difficulties with that as well. And then again, uh, we talked about it when they first announced it. I believe that they take something like 30% off the top yeah. of your, your revenue, which is by far significantly higher than you're going to find just about anywhere else. So there are a lot of brands that are doing it, but there's got to be another way soon enough, I guess, for these brands, these networks to start opening up that subscription model that does not involve a 30% chunk going to Apple for doing nothing. Yeah, that's large. <laughs> Again, keep in mind, if you're out there and you're thinking, oh, well, that's great. There's so many shows out there that are now going the paid subscription model. There's so many great brands. Clearly, there's a reason for it. Maybe hold off on that enthusiasm just a little bit. Let's see how it works initially. Let's see what bugs come out throughout all of this. Uh, but it is an encouraging sign that so many shows are going toward that that premium subscription model. As that starts to be adopted a little bit more, we will start to see independent podcasters, smaller podcasts, maybe start to be able to shift that way as well. Again, maybe not at that 30%. I'd like to see that decreased, but it uh, will push the industry more toward an understanding that there is a premium model. There is monetization that needs to happen in order to continue forward, which means good things for independent podcasters out there and brands as well. John, that's a lot of numbers for today, man. We 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 dove right into it. We're like Scrooge McDuck diving into the coin vault. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love DuckTales. Brings back Woo-hoo. my child. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, man. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, John. It's great, man. Again, this just goes to show that podcast continues to grow. Advertising, show numbers, listener numbers. I guess you could still say it's kind of still in its infancy compared to AMFM radio, but 
all the numbers we're seeing, it's just trending up. And online, just a matter of time before it surpasses your AM, FM radio and podcasting, it's just going to keep growing. I mean, we see that post-pandemic, regardless of what's going to be happening here in the next couple of weeks, potentially with that whole situation, it just continues to grow. Things started to open up, things kept growing. And I think podcasting is in a good position. Well, I mean, that was a huge concern going into this year as we knew that things were going to maybe start opening back up. You know, were we going to see numbers dip? Were we going to see things change? Have we kind of hit the top? And were we all going to fall under what 2020 numbers were as kind of the cap for podcasting? And the answer is no, no, clearly not. I mean, it's, it's still continuing to grow at a massive rate. You know, peeling back the curtain a little bit, why I joined Queued Up, John, is because podcasting is growing. It, it is very much in its infancy in so many ways. That means we've got years and potentially even decades of growth in this medium. So if you're getting into it now, you have a chance to do things that no one else is doing. You have a chance to tell stories that no one else is telling. You have a chance to do uh, uh, story types. And, and ways of communicating that no one else is doing. You have ways of spreading your audience out there in, in, in a way that, again, five years from now is not going to be the same. Discoverability is going to just get harder and harder and harder each and every year. But it does show that there's just significant growth here. I mean, as I said, when I first joined John, I came over from the online publishing world, from, from doing writing, from doing yeah. marketing with that type of stuff. And, you know, even that is, has yet to hit its peak. It's continuing to still grow, but podcasting we're seeing jump up so quickly, so so dramatically that it would not shock me if it passes online publishing, blog writing, uh, that type of media in the very near future, just in sheer dollars and cents that is getting put into it, that is coming out in advertising. And again, smart brands, smart companies are paying attention to this very, very early on in order to get in while you can before the pricing goes up dramatically as well. So all great things. We'll have to see what the second half of this year brings, John, in so many facets. But uh, if you're a podcaster and you're concerned maybe about Bernstein's report that it's slowing down, tell him to go shove it. It's not. <laughs> yeah. John, that was a, a stat-packed episode. That was a pretty awesome episode, if I do say so myself. Uh, if you also like all of those stats, all those numbers. We are going to, as always, have all of the reference articles, all of our sources in our show notes, which you can view at mypodcastagency.com. Go to our podcast page. You'll be able to find the episode. Or you can go and check out our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter pages, which will have graphics for some of this stuff as well. Some things that maybe you can share out there to your podcast friends, your parents. If they don't understand it, you can go, Mom, look, it makes money. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we got you on the hook up there guys so no worries about it as always i'm matt this is john it has been a pleasure as always thank you very much and see you next week that's all for today's podcast news tips and tricks you can find us at mypodcastagency.com or on twitter instagram linkedin and facebook at qdup audio Make sure to share us with your podcast friends and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks for podcasting with us, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday.